Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Well, we have another tough opponent this week in Texas A&M. Have a lot of respect for them, the coaching staff, the players. Very big team, very fast, a very skilled team. You know, we've only won one time in the last 11 tries. It'll be a uh, uh, big for us uh, to go down there and play well. Uh, it's a rival for us, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Seven the buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon, it is going to be a trash talk Thursday, folks. And we know in the football season, there's always plenty of that to go around. So if you want to get on the conversation and get on some of the trash talk, you can call or text in at 501 661 1037. You can get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today we are going to have Pat Bradley on this time. We didn't have a chance to catch up with him, but all thanks to Motorsports Authority, he's actually going to be joining us here in the first hour at around 145. So looking forward to catching up with uh, old PB. Uh, I know that uh, there'll be a bumper pool sighting, a former Razorback who is uh, one of the few Razorbacks that's beaten Texas A&M. Uh, he's going to be joining us hopefully in the 3 o'clock hour, as well as a uh, little Andrew Ellis for a quick minute to give us an update on some of the things Sam Pittman had to say in his press conference. And uh, we'll have a few things going on with uh, all the sports news and updates, especially in college football, but also in the NFL and have an NFL game tonight, too. So it's going to be great uh, to have it all into full swing, and especially knowing that uh, with uh, my, you know, I don't, I don't know how it all goes, but with Saracen and with fantasy football, I've gotten in a lot more into it this time around, I feel like, maybe because going, I'm going strong so far uh, with uh, my bets and with my fantasy football team in the NFL. It's off to a good start. So I've been paying attention a lot more and really caring a lot more. Uh, at least I think I am. That's that's the vibe I'm going for. But That was funny. Fantasy football team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I just want to make sure that there was no, well, because you can do fantasy teams pretty much anywhere now. But oh, yeah. 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 Basketball, baseball, it's all over. Soccer, whatever. Yeah. I can't believe some of the people that are able to do, like, baseball, which I, I have friends that do, and it's just like, golly, the amount of games and teams and injuries. Yeah. And shifting of the lineup. Right. And just, and the uh, like, listen, I know a lot of sports in general are pretty unpredictable, but I feel like baseball like, geez, you, I mean, you never really know what's going to happen and, and how it's going to play out. So kudos to any of that. I, that's why if I do fantasy, it's only football because you got, you know, 17 weeks, 17 games now. Uh, it's pretty – once you set the lineup, it's like you set it on that Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, whenever, and you're good to go for the weekend. And unless something, of course, comes up with an injury update or something. And you, then you, you really only have to check into that maybe once or twice. But, right. yeah, the other ones – you're talking about games every other day or so. Yeah, I just I don't know how people do it. Which again, I'm I'm all for it. I'm I'm, I'm respectful of people that do that, but I barely, my attention span's not very quickly or not very long as it is. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I mean, you got uh, anytime you got some good games going on, there's always some 
interest there. And you got some, you know, divisional game tonight with the Lions and the Packers. So there, there's some interest into that one, uh, trying to see who's going to break through into that division because these are the two leaders, at least right now, at this point in time. And at least the two better teams. I know the Vikings are still a good team, but the record doesn't necessarily show it. So, still long season. They have to be able to get on track, and you got to get that first one and try to get some momentum from there. They can't worry about winning three games at a time because they can't do it. They just have to get that first one and try to make it happen from there. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, since it's a Trash Talk Thursday and in honor of Trash Talk Thursday, we asked uh, on a, call it a poll question if you want, but it's more just a question in general on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors, is just simply, uh, in honor of Trash Talk Thursday, why do you hate Texas A&M? And you don't have to hate them. That's fine. But if you do, why do you? Because I think that uh, it's always fun to talk about that with certain teams that you go up against and ones that you face, especially on a regular basis or if you have history with. So, uh, yeah, let us know uh, why you hate Texas A&M if you want to in the, sh- in the text line or you can call in or even on social media or whatever. But uh, I've already gotten a few responses. Most of them have to deal with, uh, you know, the yell leaders, the, the cadets, the weird traditions, and the fact that they win. Uh and beat Arkansas too much. So I feel like that was probably most of the reasons why they would hate Texas A&M. But it's a very unique school. It's a very unique school and a unique football program. A lot of that initial hate goes back to the Southwest Conference days. Now, anybody that wasn't around to see that or remembers it, then it is more recently it has to do with the fact that Arkansas can't beat them. Uh, But that's kind of the same deal with Missouri. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, People want to disregard Missouri and say that it's not a rivalry, nobody cares, but they care in the fact that Arkansas hasn't beaten them at a high success rate, and so that is where the hate comes in. I think it's more worrisome, too, with those two teams, with Missouri and A&M, that those are the ones that joined the SEC most recently. We know Oklahoma and Texas will be, but those are the two teams that joined most recently. They're the two teams you faced every year, but since they've joined the conference, you know how many times you've beaten those two teams since they've joined the SEC combined? Three. Three. You've beaten Missouri twice in 2015 and in 2021, and then you beat Texas A&M once back in 2021. So that's pretty ridiculous, but also a little bit worrisome that the two newest teams to the conference are the ones that you've had the worst record against. Well, besides Alabama, because you haven't beaten them since the Bush administration. But see my point. It's like you lose against both those teams, and that's why the hatred really gets ramped up, because you're like, I'm sick of losing to these guys. Especially the, especially the way that they lose to them, too. It's always weird. Always dumb. And started started new because they are joining the conference. Now, you're always going to remember what happened in the Southwest Conference, but let's, uh, let's go on the record starting now, yep. and maybe Arkansas can establish something good moving forward. But uh, if it's the same old thing that's happened before, it is going to bring back some of those memories. I'm ready to get hurt again. I'm ready to go down to Arlington and get hurt again at the end of the game. It just seems like it's a tale as old as time. But uh, that's uh, you know, a little theme for the Trash Talk Thursday side of things. And uh, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and have it lead it off because we got Savage using Cabot. What's up, Savage? What's up, fellas? You know, outside the losing, John, it's just Jimbo Fisher as a whole. Same standing guy. <laughs> you know, he thinks he's a god's gift to football. He's kind of like John Calipari to me. You know, he's he smug the way he talks. His press, press conference is just always, just literally just, I, I, he's like a scab. I can't stand it. That's why I hate him. <laughs> well, yeah, I try to have a good one. Yeah, but, yeah I was going to say Savage. Uh, I, have you ever, the only thing that, I mean, I don't have a problem with Jimbo or anything necessarily, but I will say the one thing that when I'm watching his press conference like this week, I don't think I've ever seen a head football coach talk faster and say as many right. words as that dude does in, in my life. Not saying it's a bad thing necessarily, but it's just something that stands out where, uh, he, he is talking as, as fast as any coach you've ever seen, and it's almost impressive how many words he uses. Well, he looked at a Florida State, and he's carried it over to Texas A&M, and outside beating us. Uh, I'm not, you know, you know, dumb enough to know that they've beaten us, you know, nine out of you know ten times, eleven, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But he's just smug in the way he talks. Like he's really accomplished all of that, and has done nothing at Texas A&M. Yeah, because uh, they just they, they, yeah they really wanted that one year savage. Uh, I guess the COVID year they went nine and one, which they were a good team. Uh, but since yeah. but besides Kel, here's the problem: besides Kellen Mond, they haven't had a quarterback worth anything. Like you know, no. and this year with Weg, Wegman and uh, you know now with Max Johnson, I know there's there's still a lot to be said. And you know, Wegman was having a good year, but yeah, that's been the problem. Is outside of Jameis Winston and Kellen Mond, he has just not been able to put together a good quarterback or a good offense. So. Um, and I'm with John. I'm waiting on this game. Something's going to happen. 
Yep. Whatever that is, it's, it's going to happen at some point, and hopefully this time we can overcome it. Guys, yep. have a good one. Appreciate it, Savage. Thanks, thanks for calling in. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's. It, I hate to be like such a Debbie Downer, but you know, was it ten out of eleven times? And of those ten losses, I'd say eight of them have been when you've had big leads or at least double digit leads or going to overtime or had weird plays happen. It's like it's not like oh, just one or two. It's like no, almost every game that you played against them. <laughs> that's why you got. If you're a Razorback fan, like, is anybody going to go into the game if Arkansas is up twenty-one to nothing at halftime? Is anyone going to be like, oh yeah, I feel good? Oh, somebody will. Right, well, that, that's just like going back to last year's game when KJ's trying to go over the goal line and it's fourteen-seven at the time, and you have a chance to go up twenty-one-seven, a couple of touchdowns. If Arkansas had done that at the time, everybody would have thought game over, but it didn't happen, and so then uh, that was what really changed the game. Yep. Still have never seen a field goal get hit off the top of the upright and bounce up in the air and come straight back down like that Cam Whittle kick did. Still the weirdest thing in the world I've ever seen. But that's what kind of goes into it with this game itself. Uh, let's see, Ash Record Life Fan Feedback. Also uh, have some people chiming in on their trash talk Thursday. North Little Rock Mike says, think I uh, most hate them because they are like other sports teams who try payrolling championships, Yankees, Lakers, etc. Plus, they jam back 100,000 dorks in that stadium, and they do cult-like traditions. Gig'em, LOL, what the blank is that? Well, that's their tradition, I guess. And, you know, there's so many traditions that they have, I can't keep up with it. But, I mean, listen, you talk about them payrolling. I mean, I don't know. At least the Yankees and the Lakers win. <laughs> you know, like if, they're, if you're trying to compare them to those, at least they're winning. Uh, but A&M's yet to, to get to that point. And Farrell Hogg says, Arkansas had an all-time record versus A&M, a great all-time record versus A&M prior to them joining the SEC. Now they dominate the Hogs in the win column. It doesn't matter how close the games are. You know the ones that leave Hog fans feeling like we were the better team because you can still leave the stadium with an L every damn game. Yeah, yeah, that's frustrating too. Uh, but you know, history doesn't even almost matter because Arkansas still technically has like a 10-game lead on the series. And wins and losses, but man, that goes back to the Southwest Conference days. Exactly. It's like the, the things were a little bit different back then uh, than what they are now. But you just kind of got to deal with it for now. Uh, let's go to Hoop Hog in Little Rock. What's up, Hoop Hog? Afternoon, Jen. Hey, I Savage has some good takes, but he misses the mark as a whole. Respectfully to Savage. I, I mean, yeah, we can dislike Jimbo Fisher, but that's just a new facet to our complete distaste for A and M. For years and years and years, they have had this sense of entitlement since their creation. They think that they're in Ohio State. They think that they're in Texas. They hate that they're not in Texas. They think that they're in Alabama. They think that they're in that category. They have never been in that category. And they they think that they could have uh, a starting lineup of 12th graders and they're going to win the national championship. You read their fan boards, and it is almost laughable. It's like the never-ending, to use an old, uh, politically incorrect reference, it's like uh, a never-ending list of bad Pollock jokes when you read their message boards. These people are just insane and out of touch with reality. So uh, it's not Jimbo Fisher, although I'm not a huge fan of his. Uh, it's their whole attitude, and it's the fans' attitude more than the program. And it only makes it worse when we lose to them. It just makes it worse. But I detest A&M because of that, because of their attitude, their smug attitude. All right. And honestly, back in our SWC days, I loved it when Texas dumped them. That's all I got. See you guys. All right, Hoop Hog, that's the type of trash talk that we're looking for and all the reasons why you hate Texas A&M. We love it. We got a lot more Out of Bounds coming up next here on a Trash Talk Thursday, so stay with us. Roger Scott is warming up those vocal cords to bring you the Razorback Song of the Week on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Dr. Jimmy Tucker at Ortho, Arkansas and 103.7 The Buzz. Sports Center. A blockbuster trade was completed in the NBA as Damian Willard was sent to the Bucks as part of a three-team deal with the Trailblazers, Bucks, and Suns. For Willard, the Trailblazers received Drew Holiday from the Bucks, DeAndre Ayton, and Tumani Kamara from the Suns, a 2029 unprotected first-round pick from the Bucks, and two pick swaps from the Bucks. The Suns received Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson from the Trailblazers, and Grayson Allen from the Bucks. Willard, who has spent all 11 seasons of his career in Portland, now heads to Milwaukee. He's coming off a season where he averaged 
averaged 32 points, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists on 46% from the field and 37% from 3 on 11 attempts per game. He joins Giannis Antetokounmpo, who averaged 31 points, 12 rebounds, and 6 assists last year. It's a deal that on paper works for all three teams. As Portland hits the reset button, Milwaukee gets Damian Willard, and Phoenix gets some much-needed depth. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Are you a fan or are you the ultimate fan? Play the Elon DK Ultimate Sports Fan Packet Sweepstakes for a chance to prove you're the world's greatest armchair quarterback. All from the comfort of your own home theater. Visit an Elon DK near you to enter for a chance to build your own home theater with a $5,000 Best Buy gift card plus a YouTube TV gift card. Your ticket to streaming your favorite games this season. Visit an Elon or DK today and score big. No purchase necessary. 18 or older message and data rates may apply. For official rules, eligibility, terms and conditions, and privacy policy, visit myelon.com slash ultimate sports fan sweeps. Listen for offensive lineman Josh Braun Tuesdays this football season on Out of Bounds. Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Justin Anchor reminding you that Sterner Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Sterner Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Sterner Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at SterterPro.com. That's Serta with a C. For your home, for your business, get your place looking right with the help of my friends at Sterter Pro Painters. Where can you find 16 cold beers on tap, the largest Irish whiskey selection in town, weekday happy hour, as well as college, pro, and even World Cup football games all on big screen TVs? Oh, and let's not forget the great food, great drinks, daily lunch specials, music on the weekends, and a private party room available with reservation. Well, of course it's Dugan's Pub, your favorite Irish pub in Little Rock since 2010. Dugan's Pub, downtown 3rd and Rock Street. Dugan's Pub, L. Unlike other shows, we don't talk over each other with old hee-haw jokes. It's bullcrap! Well, I ain't standing for this! Oh, my the hell! So call or text to actually be heard on Out of Bounds at 501-661-1037. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson. Off the zone read. Play action. Pumps once. Looking deep. Tesla at the goal line. Complete touchdown, Arkansas. Man, is this guy a find or what? On 1037 The Buzz. Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. And tell you what, it, it, I, I love Thursdays. I love every day on the show, of course. But I really love Thursdays, not just because of, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the weekend, but also the fact that, you know, when Chris Alley brings in the rock and roll sushi, 
Uh, I don't I don't eat a whole lot of it because you know it's not technically for me, even though he brings plenty for everybody. But it's like I like to see everybody else get theirs. But it's the smell that sticks around that gets me every single time, and it just makes me happy. It's like smelling the uh, whether it's the hibachi or the sushi or whatever it is. It's incredible. I love it. So that's the thing about Chris Alley. He does bring a lot of rock and roll sushi in. He uh, satisfies the building. A lot of people look forward to Thursday. Mm-hmm. That's why he's the best in the business right there uh, with rock and roll sushi. But we always appreciate Chris uh, coming in and hanging out in the zone. And, of course, you know we get to see him and uh, you know be, be provided some of that great rock and roll sushi. So it's always good to see him uh, in there as well. Uh, this is Trash Talk Thursday. And I know uh, Pat Bradley joining us here in the first hour of the show. So here in about uh, 20 minutes, we get to talk to old PB. See what's uh, been going on with him. Um, I did find it funny though that uh, what was he? Where is it at that I was going to say? Oh, from the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, we had some people talking about why they hate Texas A&M and some of the reasons why. And um, it's, uh, it comes from David and Cersei. He says, growing up in the late '70s, all through the '80s, I learned from my grandparents not to like Texas A&M. Back there, all the jokes were Aggies. And also from the 501, it says, after last year's A&M team were paid tons of cash and finished with a 5-7 and seven record, I wonder how many A&M players will take the money and run after this season. So, all right. I don't, I don't think they, they were... And I still don't know how that $25 million thing was even, like, spread out. Like, I don't think it was just like, oh, a million dollars per recruit. I, I don't know. But... I don't know like, if it was over a period of time. I don't know. It just that was the report. No one knows what, how that money was. What dispersed. was the report? The report was is that with NIL and all that, that Texas A&M had spent roughly estimated, however you want to put it, twenty five million dollars investment into that recruiting class. So, you know, twenty five scholarships. Mm-hmm. But yeah. would you give a million dollars to each and every one of them? Or no, that's not, say, that's not how that works. It's like, okay, you're five star, you get. And, uh, and then, and then, of course, if there's a report, like, <laughs> okay, where where exactly did that report come from, and how legit was the report? Sources. That's probably there, all it is. There it is. <laughs> Just sources are the ones that said it. I'm sure, like, no other SEC team or coach was telling them, hey, that's how much they're spending over there. But like I said last year, and like I said this year, I don't care who spends what. It matters is if you if you win or not, and. You know, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And plus, that $25 million, just because we don't know, how do we know that there aren't other schools that are spending just as much? You know, like some some schools want to put it out there to benefit them one way or another, where it's like it's enticing to recruits and others, they want to keep it quiet just because they don't want it to be public. They want it to be more of a private deal. Yeah, it's just a matter of uh, how you want to handle it there, too. But, uh, you know, Savage came in and talked about uh, Jimbo Fisher and the SEC teleconference. Uh, happened yesterday with both uh, Sam Pittman and Jimbo Fisher. And I thought this was a really cool quote and a really, at least a lo- really cool thing about what Jimbo Fisher had to say because K.J. Jefferson has tied Matt Jones for touchdowns at the, quarter- at the quarterback position. And Jimbo Fisher was someone who coached against Matt Jones, and uh, he had this to say not only about K.J. but about Matt. Matt was very – Matt could fly. Matt was a high four three, low four four guy that was six foot six, covered so much ground. And I remember they, I mean KJ probably threw those it more, and they they put a lot more pressure on him to do it that way. But but they had so many dynamic weapons back in those days. And I, I remember those teams. I mean, uh, they had great backs at that time, and him getting him on the ground. And I mean, he could fly, man. I mean, just run outran angles, and he, and he of course then you'd play them all up there, and he'd throw the deep ball and hit you and, and, and hurt you. So I mean. Both guys are dynamic players. Both guys are big, fast, strong guys. I mean, Matt was probably faster. I mean, not many guys were as fast as him. I mean, some of the backs were. I mean, I mean, he was dynamic that way. KJ such it throws the ball and is so strong. And then those two great players they've had, two dynamic players. So I thought it was kind of cool that uh, you know, he's asked about Matt Jones and uh, you know he because he had a lot of teams that played against some really good teams. But for him to remember Matt Jones that well and uh, the comparison, or at least uh, him tying the record and all that, is kind of cool to hear. Uh, from the outsider's perspective of what they still, to this day, think about Matt Jones, who played 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. Anybody who played or coached against them, they're going to remember Matt Jones because he was that type of impact on the game. Yeah. And that's why I try to tell people who may not have heard of Matt Jones or don't like really understand Matt Jones. And it's usually people from outside the state or whatever. There's been a lot of great athletic quarterbacks, you know, dual-threat quarterbacks, if you want to call them that, and Heisman Trophy winners and everything. But still, I don't believe there's been as many as people want to say quarterbacks who could outrun secondaries like Matt Jones could. You know, like there's there's guys really fast and they get far or whatever. 
but to have the speed where if he has a direct direct line, you know, there's nobody in front of him, that nobody's going to catch him. There's just not been many quarterbacks that have that type of capability. That's like Marcus Spears, who's on ESPN. Matt, his name was mentioned around Marcus Spears and, you know, trying to give some, some background into Matt Jones and didn't even get deep into it. It was just like you're saying Matt Jones, who played quarterback at Arkansas, and Mark Spears like, oh, I know that baller. I know who he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if, uh, especially if you're a defensive player too, uh, you definitely knew. Because I was trying to think there was a player that I talked to at SEC Media Days a few years ago that played a defensive line position in the SEC, and it's going to bug me. But I asked him about Matt Jones because it was in the same era, and one of the things he talked about was he's like, I've never seen, like, I never went up against a player where I had the best angle and the best position to tackle him, and with one step, I would whiff. Like, it was just, he said he never, it looked like there was, you had him dead to rights, and all it would take was just one move, and you suddenly you're five, ten yards behind him. Like, he's just, he said he never saw a player that could just take one step and make a stride like that so quickly like Matt Jones That was from that track background. Man, yeah, still. They just, again, kids these days, they don't understand the greatness of Matt Jones, but at least Jimbo Fisher does, and that's appreciated. Uh, let's go ahead and get uh, Navy Mike in here. What's up, Navy? Hey, what's up, John? And uh, what's up, Joe? You know, um, you know, John, you were talking about, well, a lot of people were talking about Jimbo and, you know, arrogance and uh, thinking he's better and teams thinking he's better, they're better than everybody else. Look, the man did win a national championship. Uh, and, that, and that's facts. That, that's going to be forever. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you, you know, you also said that <clears throat> he kind of peaked at, you know, in that 9-1 season where they probably should have went to the playoff that year. Um but since then, since he won those nine wins, he's regressed each year with lo- lower and lower wins. Oh, I know where this is that, going. That sounds that sounds eerily familiar <laughs> if you're an Arkansas Razorback fan. Mm-hmm. You know, but so we we can't you know we can't sit here and be the toilet column, the the sink porcelain. Yeah, but there's also you a know? difference, Navy, where Jimbo Fisher came in with a 10-year, $75 million contract with $7.5 million and has had a top-five recruiting class or a number-one recruiting class every year he's been there and has been unable to perform. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that, oh, Sam Pittman is just tremendously better than Jimbo Fisher or anything, but it, it's not the same situation. Like, Sam Pittman never been a head coach before, and had taken over a program that was coming off its worst stretch in its history and has at least made them competitive and relevant, Jimbo Fisher walked into a great situation, or I should say great, but a solid situation at A&M that Kevin Sumlin left behind with great recruiting, great players, and everything with a lot of money to deal with, and it just hadn't shown the results. So I think that there's a little bit of a difference. No, and that's fair. But, you know, <clears throat> if you want to talk about a guy coming in with a championship pedigree, like Jimbo with his national championship in Florida, Arkansas did the same thing in the mid-90s when they brought in uh, Danny Ford, who had just won, had won a national championship at Clemson. And other than a, an SEC West, uh, eight- and five-year SEC West title year, he didn't really do anything else here. Yeah. So, you know, we, we kind of, we, you know, we've kind of got that kind of history, too, with a guy like that, you know? Yeah, but they fired so, him. I highly, highly tell a guy that's, you know, won, won big time and came here and didn't really do much. Yeah, but they, they fired but, him, and they, people were upset. So that's that's the point. Right, yeah. But anyways, uh, that's all I get, guys, and y'all take care, man. All right. See you, Mike. Appreciate it, Navy. Thanks for calling in. Uh, let's see. We just got a few minutes here before we take a break. We'll get PB on with us uh, from the Southern Structural Solutions text line. Some more trash talk uh, from 501 says, A&M is a perennial waste of talent. They couldn't win at all with Johnny Manziel. They just didn't, uh, just like they didn't win at all with those legendary defenses back in the 80s and 90s. If you decide to fall in love with this team instead of hating them, you'll just end up hating them even more. Well, I mean, I'm not going to blame for not winning a championship with Johnny Manziel because championships are tough to, to come by. But I will admit, again, as we, we've talked about, as much as I hate A&M and as much as I did not like Johnny Manziel, that dude brought, just like we've seen in sports here recently, that dude brought a lot of attention to the college game that normally wouldn't have been brought to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, uh, he may not have won a championship, and, but he did win a Heisman. But, you know, bringing, what was it, Drake being in the stands at one of his games, you know, stuff like that, brought a lot of extra pub to the college game uh, during that time, just similar to what Dion has done now and what we've seen other people do, too. So. He, he was hanging out with Drake, LeBron, anybody who was 
anybody in the world of sports, celebrity, he was hanging out with all of them mm-hmm. at, at the top of his game. And that was something that uh, most people on the outside would probably say that was a distraction. But he was able to keep playing through that. And he he played that, – that was the way he played. He didn't put a lot into – off the field, you know, studying the game or whatever. It was more about in the moment, being spontaneous, and making it happen when he was on the field. Yeah. When the lights came on, he performed. And he wouldn't have been the the icon that he was if he didn't perform the way he did on the field. Uh, it just happened to be uh, at Texas A&M is where, you know, he was at and draw, brought a lot of attention there. He played and partied the same way. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, that's where, if you watch that Manziel special, uh, it kind of is pretty opening in some, or eye-opening in some ways. But even with like Manziel and how during that time of college football, and at least with Texas A&M, and I could be wrong because I know I'm younger. I don't remember the Southwest Conference days, but A&M didn't really have any sort of cool factor to it. You know, it's kind of just like, oh, that's that weird school over there with their cadets and everything. But Manziel, <laughs> for at least that period of time, brought in a little bit of a cool factor to A&M, and I think them and joining the SEC at the same time, like was was a great combo for them to becoming a, at least a bigger brand than maybe how they had been looked at beforehand by having a player like Manziel, if that makes sense. But in does. their minds, they always were on that level. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe they feel a little too high on themselves at times. Yeah, which is, is fair. It's very fair. But uh, I still think it's pretty funny to see, you know, even to this day, how many fans they have. Because like, that's the thing. There's so many fans of A&M. They're all over the place, and you can call it a cult. You can call it whatever it was, but they they got a strong base, and they got a lot of fans. They got a lot of money, and they got a because I think their enrollment at A and M is like eighty thousand people. Like it's a massive school. It so, exploded because of Manziel, yeah, even more. Yeah, I mean, I've never been to College Station, but you know, I'm sure that it's uh, I'm sure it could be uh, something that just once it becomes a home and home, or once it goes back to campus, I want to check it out just to see what it's like, because I've never been. That's why, for him, it got to the point where he couldn't even go to class, and that was before the days of online classes just took off, where that's where what everybody's doing and how they're going about it. He was having to do it then, because he couldn't walk around on campus. Yeah, I know we discussed it. He, he had to have been, or would have been, one of the top athletes of all time in NIL money if he had had the NIL ability back then. Well, he did. He, well, did, it, <laughs> he did it where nobody knew yeah. what was actually happening. Yeah, back he then. Was NIL before NIL. Yeah, he, he was NIL before it was cool, and uh, he, he kind of broke through there. But even if it was apparent to where you could do it, you know how many commercials that guy would have been in? Like, you know, you see Caleb Williams in a Wendy's commercial now. Like, you know how many people would have been like, okay, Manziel, you want to be in this uh, commercial? You want to do this ad? Like a lot of people would have been all about that. Especially as a Heisman Trophy winner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just very marketable. Uh, real quick before we take a break, Earl's in Texas. What's up, Earl? Yeah, I just want to tell you I'm an Aggie fan. And I'm warning you all out there, don't cross that line. You're being very disrespectful. Word is getting back to us. And we have been whopping your, we have been mopping the floor with your faces since we joined the SEC. So I think a little respect is due. Don't you think so, buddy boy? No, I don't. But we do appreciate your call, Earl. <laughs> oh, that's great. I appreciate it. I don't know if that was actually an Aggie fan or not, but if it was, uh, it's going to make for a fun uh, atmosphere down here. <laughs> I appreciate it, Earl. Uh, we're going to take a break, though, because we got Pat Bradley joining us. Thanks to Motorsports Authority on the other side of the break. We'll talk to him about pretty much everything going on in the sports world. And we will keep it moving here on a Trash Talk Thursday, so stay with us here on Out of Bounds. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late-night fights. 
The Grove Hunting Club, just a short hour away from Little Rock in Jefferson County. 12,000 acres of waterfowl hunting, a main and secondary lodge, along with four private cabins. Call 870-692-3221 or email grovehuntingclub at gmail.com. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. For a free insurance review, see Shelter Agent Jeff Hodge or Jay Hellman, Little Rock, or Bo Beavis and Cabot. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Mow, dig, haul, lift. The versatile Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor does it all. Switching attachments is simple, and a smooth hydrostatic transmission makes for easy operation. The Kubota BX Series, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Fence Brokers presents Zach Williams every Tuesday when he gets in the zone with Justin and Wes to talk about what's happening on the hill and what to expect from this week's big game. Zach Williams in the zone from Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Companies are shifting their telephone systems to the cloud, and you should too. ESI eCloud PBX has everything you need. Features like work from anywhere, video calls, and advanced security tools make ESI eCloud PBX one of the best choices for any business. Opt out of the high cost of your traditional phone system and move to the cloud. Sign up for an online demo at nsgdv.com and get your system activated at no charge. Network Services Group. One call does it all. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson, off play action, going to throw a little screen pass, left side, has completed the five, into the end zone, touchdown Arkansas! Lucas from 11 yards out, and Arkansas is a PAT away from time. On 1037 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney has the best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501 982 2102. Got a couple of days left here in the month of September. Take advantage of Guatney's exclusive. Loan and Lease Termination Program. Let Guatney help you get out of a vehicle that you don't want and also take advantage of no payments for the rest of the year. 0% is available on Silverado's, and that's with approved credit. Now, on the Loan and Lease Termination Program, everyone is approved, but for the Silverado, 0%, it's with approved credit, and it could uh, depend, it, it can vary depending on your credit. 2.1% is available on 2023 Equinox. Make the trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. 
They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney's always actively buying vehicles, so you get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. Get that service scheduled today. They have convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. Going to have Pat Bradley join us here in just a second. Uh, but a few other texts, which I love how uh, since it's Trash Talk Thursday, you know, uh, people are talking about Texas A&M. It's great because that's the question of the day is why do you hate Texas A&M? And uh, 501 says, okay, guys, there's another reason why A&M has such a large attendance. They have one of the top best veterinary schools in the country. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Because uh, I think, uh, what is it, A&M stands for, or is it Agriculture and Military? Is that? What? That's it. That's A&M? Okay. Just want to make sure. Uh, I've always, you know, which is there's a lot of those, but uh, <laughs> like, uh, but when you think A and M, I think Texas A and M is by far the uh, the biggest one because there used to be an Arkansas A and M, right? Yes. They... What, what is now UAPB? So okay, so that is that moved to UAPB? Okay, mm. okay. Because uh, I feel like there was a lot of states that used to have uh, a school that was an A and M. There are some schools that are A M and N, which oh yeah, agriculture, military, and something else <laughs> uh yeah because even like yeah I, I don't even know if any other like a&m's worth uh worth noting like as far as big schools go but yeah there's a reason why they got a they got a lot of things going for them and it is a very technical school that you know has a lot of people who make a lot of money and that's why they continue to have so much money to spend on all those recruits that everyone keeps talking about but uh we'll talk about that later in the show though because we're going to continue on trash talk thursday but oh actually uh UAPB was A M and N, so really, it, yeah, it's uh, agriculture, mechanical, and normal. Oh, okay, okay. See, so it wasn't history. military for UAPB; it was mechanical. Does it say when they changed that? Like how long ago it was, or anything? Just out of curiosity. Nineteen seventy-two. Okay. Let's see. Interesting. Yeah, sometime around then. 1972. All right. Well, yeah, I, I know that so, it was... Yeah, 27, 1927 and 1972. Well, there you go. All right. Well, now I'll learn something new today. Learn something new. And uh, we're going to hopefully continue to learn some new things as we go to the phone lines. Welcome in our guy, Pat Bradley. Thanks to Motorsports Authority. And PB, appreciate you coming on. Sorry we couldn't connect with you yesterday, but hey, it works out today. How you doing? Doing good. What's the word, boys? What is the word? How about that big trade in the NBA yesterday, mm-hmm. Dame Lillard, yeah. taking over the Eastern Conference? Yeah, and you know, Giannis obviously has to be happy that if if, if with Chris Middleton and Bobby Portis, Lopez, I mean, they get a real good five, real good five, and you get somebody, you know, really in Chris Middleton and Damian Lillard. You know, those are two guys that can make you big shots at the end of the game. You know, obviously Giannis is, is is the overall most dominant player, but when you add that into the mix in a very competitive East, um, that's that's big time. And I love Drew Holiday wherever he lands. I mean, the kid is just an all around solid player. I realize he's <clears throat> into his mid thirties now. Um, However, I, I you know he was a good player. He's a, he's a, he was a tough guy to get rid of. I'll just put it to you that way. You know he's a championship medal that guy. Yeah, because uh, we even had somebody text in PB on our Southern Structural Solutions text line that wanted us to ask you uh, who were the winners and losers of the NBA blockbuster trade, but also if the Bucks do not win a title this season, does Giannis move on from Milwaukee? Well, you know it's funny. You look at the ages of everybody, and you would you would think okay, you know the couple of guys I just mentioned outside of Bobby uh, is in their mid to late 30s. Um, and, and I think that's always in the back of everyone's head. I think it was in the back of Giannis's head. So, um, and, and you know, East, and then we'll, but the thing is, the East can change. I mean, the Celtics could look completely different if Jalen Brown doesn't come back. Um, and so in the next couple of years, so you just really never know. Um, you know, I would say the Bucks right now. No, depending on what Drew Holiday lands, we'll see. The Celtics were the favorite, I think, going in before this trade, and they still, you know, who knows if they if they get there, if they get everyone on the same page and healthy, they certainly got the talent. So, um, 
you know, in a few years, I think everyone in the NBA is sort of like, let's try to see what we could do now. Because <laughs> so many things change, as you guys know, in the future. So where does that leave? Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking about the Western Conference? Because the Phoenix Suns were involved in that trade, and the thing that they were facing last year was they had a nice big three, but they didn't have any depth, and now this trade seems to have worked out for them. So you have a couple of teams here working together in a trade to make both of them better and and probably yeah. try to project them to get to the finals against each other. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, the thing with the Suns is, like, DeAndre Ayton, to me, never really, and probably to a lot of people watching, never really developed into what they thought he'd be. Um, so, you know, I think moving on from him, probably... I hate to say addition by subtraction, probably so. Um, you know, I, I I don't think Denver, Denver's still got everybody together, right? Yes, you know, they're I still, still look together. at them as, as 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 the contenders. I know you. I, I know what you're thinking about the Lake Show, baby. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> um, I put the Lakers, you know, slightly below, but the the Suns. We'll see. We'll see if we'll see. You know, with their little bit of a changed up roster. Um. But I do, I do like the move. I do. I really, I like, I like what everybody did, and um, you know, obviously Denver didn't have to do anything, and they did. So they they just had to kind of come back healthy. And speaking of also the NBA PB, I'm just kind of curious, like what what's going to end up happening with James Harden? Like, what, like sometimes I forget that that's still a Dude. thing. But it's like, what even ends up happening with that guy? I, I hate to say when you get in bed with somebody that has a questionable path, and I know he has history with, with the GM, Daryl Morey, so he thought maybe they it. But, you know, it's just... Um, I don't know, John, who you get for him and how it comes out to where, you know, you're, you're, you're where you want to be. You know, I just... I think you, you got to ride it out with him. I hate to say it. I mean, you... you you went on. You you got him on the team, and I think you got to see it through. <laughs> deal with whatever whatever you got to deal with there. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate just because was it Embiid is just coming off his MVP, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's you know I mean he's he's not anything with him. It's not only he's not a spring chicken. He's and, got that injury problem. And he's a guy that's not pleased with what's going on because. He expected right. a player like James Harden to be there and other quality pieces to be there. Yeah, and it's just a shame. I mean, I, I, you, know, you look at a guy like James Harden and you say, my man, you know, like, you're an incredibly talented player. You, people still want, like, contenders still want you. Like, just, you know, be that guy. Be, be that guy. Like, you know what I mean? You can still play. Just you hope he, he he decides that I'm gonna gonna be that guy and be dedicated to to winning. Well, PB, uh, just to shift gears a little bit with you too. We, we've been having some fun with uh, Arkansas, of course, Texas A&M going out this weekend in the Southwest Classic, uh, asking fans, you know, why they hate Texas A&M and. You know, we've had some fun with it, and I know uh, you know you don't have to go into why you hate Texas A&M because, of course, you love all the SEC schools. But I'm curious. I love everybody. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you love everybody. But I am curious, though, of uh, you know just with Texas A&M and you know the the traditions that they have and the uniqueness about them. At least that's the best way I can put it. Just what do you make of? Because I don't feel like there's any other school that really comes close to you know not only how they do things, but also how many of those fans that are around. Yeah, it's just so being down a college station a few times, it is you, you get a sense of how and why Texas A and M is what it is. It's a it's an enormous it's flat land, okay, and they have enormous buildings. The cathedral, the football stadium, is a cathedral. They have other buildings, and and they're isolated. So it's almost like Auburn, like Auburn fans and Auburn people feel like they're isolated, like it's their own little thing, although A&M is, is huge. But I think A&M, because they're somewhat 
in that, that area that they're in, and they've got obviously such a huge alumni base, I think a lot of their confidence in being maybe sometimes overconfident in the success that they can have comes from the fact that they have so many numbers of people, of alumni, that they can draw on for. Um, you know, not only fan support, but also money support. So, you know, I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the passion of any any fan base. I mean, I, I've, I've said it I've said it many times. You know, that's the reason why I wanted to come down here was because of the of, of the guy that I got saw punched in the nose at the Alabama Arkansas football. Game. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what makes it what it is. So, and Ann's got it. So you'd appreciate it. And I'm I'm always enjoy. I, I love having good good ribbing anyway. You know. Like Tennessee fans do with Clint Sterner, I mean, it's all in good fun. So, PB, what do you think about the game, Arkansas A and M? Um, I feel good. I took them. I got six and a half points. Can I can I tell everyone that I took them and I took the money on it. Mm-hmm. I just think, fellas, like, did you see that tweet today? I forget the lady's name, but she put out a really interesting tweet. If all of the one possession in overtime games went the opposite way. And she listed like 10 teams of who would still be undefeated. Arkansas was one of them. And so we know we're nowhere there. We know something's going to pop. Um, so I just feel good. Every once in a while, I feel good, though. <laughs> yeah. You well, need to feel good all the time. Yeah. Well, we're hoping that uh, your good feeling will bring some uh, good fortune to Arkansas too this weekend, and uh, it, it's kind of a big win or big game for both Jimbo and for Sam Pittman. PV seems like both of them. I mean, yeah. they desperately need a win. They both need to have this type of game to be able to have a good season. You know, I think, I think you, you make a good point. I still think that that pressure that Jimbo has because of the contract, call it what it is. And then, um, you know, I know Coach Pitt and the boys, we, you know, yes, do we need it? It'd be nice to have it. It's not going to be the end of the all, but this is one of them, I think, where we looked at said we could get this one. So I think more pressure would be on Jimbo. Well, PB. Petrino, too. Yeah, it's definitely on him. PB, before we let you get out of here, man, just give a shout-out to the fine folks at Motorsports Authority. MSAstore.com for your pre-owned vehicles, all truck and car accessories. Go to the website, show you all the locations and everything they offer at MSAstore.com. All right, PB, have a great weekend, man. All right, shout out to my boy Guy Whitney going to Benton Hill High School Hall of Fame. Absolutely, congrats to Guy Whitney, man. That's awesome. We appreciate you coming on, appreciate Motorsports Authority, appreciate you listening. We got more Out of Bounds in the second hour on Trash Talk Thursday. Coming up next. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. We're back here with Wild Bill and Motorsports Authority. Lots of folks talking football, but we're talking great deals, Wild Bill. All of our customers are a winner right here at Motorsports Authority, folks. We're passing out the lowest prices possible for any